And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across America and around the planet, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. You know, I'm just looking at this article here from the Washington Post, Eric. Yeah? Top Fannie Willis ally calls for the lead prosecutor, Nathan Wade, to step aside. And you know why? Hmm. Not because he believes they've done anything wrong, but you need this. Anything here might delay the trial, and you need to get this trial done, mm-hmm. and you need to get a conviction against Trump. Mm-hmm. There, you know, this is something that you know you and I talked about with uh, DeSantis. Uh, now, out of it, that you know, Trump's in, and the polling that was done for Republicans uh, in uh, in Iowa. And which asked the question, if Trump is convicted on any of these charges, would he be unfit for president? And 31% said yes, that they wouldn't vote for Trump. Now, I don't know if that's 31% that, uh, you know, in, in uh, uh, if that's the, what did Trump win by eventually? Uh don't know, but he was well over 50. Yeah, he was well over 50. Um, and the the point is, if that happens and that would extrapolate across the United States, Trump would lose the election. That's the point they're trying to make, that if you get, no matter what, doesn't matter if it gets overturned down the road. Mm-hmm. You want that conviction over the summer because they believe if he is convicted, you will not get independents to vote for him and Biden can win. Mm-hmm. That the conviction does matter on a criminal case, not a civil case, but a criminal case like this. And now you know that on everything, everything's being pushed back where it looks like, uh, you know, it will, you know, the one in New York with Bragg is ridiculous. I think that'll get, get thrown out. But who knows? You could still get a conviction, which would then be thrown out down the road. Mm-hmm. But the Fannie Willis with the RICO, which is still a ridiculous ridiculous the you know what they've done doesn't matter whether it's ridiculous if they can get a jury to say guilty even if it's overturned later on as being ridiculous as not even being part of rico it doesn't matter you get the conviction now 
And that's what the Democrats are worried about. That he will successfully move everything back. And if he becomes president, once he, if, if Trump won and he was not convicted at that point, you know, it would be interesting. Do the cases if, hit if, the pause button? Is that well, what you're well, no, if, tr- if Trump wins, you know, normally they would hit the pause button on it. But would you hit the pause button of a trial that's going on? Yeah, that's what I was asking. And I don't know. Because he wouldn't be sworn in until January 20th because of next year. Because the, if he wins, you still have a few months to get it done. Because the problem with the Fannie Willis thing is, look, they can, if they want to have an affair, they can have an affair. You know, Adults can do what they want. Mm-hmm. They don't need my approval, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem is here is not just the the affair. It's the fact that he made a ton of money and they both spent the money together doing things. Right. What was it 600,000 whatever he's been paid yeah. since the beginning of this right. and you can make the case, Trump can make the case down the road if he is found guilty. Yeah. Of wait a minute. Uh this whole thing was put together. You all know it got overturned because of, you know, this thing's getting overturned because the Rico stat Rico statutes don't even apply to this. Mm-hmm. But the fact is she needs to be punished. She needs to be disbarred. Something needs to happen here. Or you have to understand that this whole trial was based on somebody attempting to make money because they off of me by prosecuting me because they hated me and they came up with, you know, trumped up charges. Right. It well, doesn't it doesn't hurt his appeal defense. If she doesn't get rid of the process, if she doesn't get rid of the special prosecutor. Well, and I forget if it was the Washington Post or New York Times over the weekend. You know, they were trying to make the case that, well, it's not the supporters that basically still want Willis, you know, to proceed. Are trying to make the case, well, it's not against the law. There is no law against it. And I thought, um, sorry. There is, you can't make the case that. There's no conflict of interest here and motivation. And that's exactly what a judge would look at. But they did make the point, ultimately, that the damage is already done to Willis. And that's what could undermine the case is basically her credibility is shot. And then I asked, well, why is her credibility shot? You don't just dismiss it over into the corner and go, well, her credibility will be. Why? Well, because of the conflict of interest. You know, that's liberals trying to say, well, it's okay that she had the affair. It's not against the law. Well, nobody's claiming it's against the law. The question is, what's the motivation to bring this prosecution? And is it motivated by money enriching herself and or her boyfriend? Right. And so those are the things you look at, and that's why her credibility would be shot. You and I brought that up immediately when this happened as the problem. Hmm. I haven't seen that put in a lot of places that way yeah the way that we stated it yeah that the problem is that trump now you've given trump the opening if he is convicted to say whoa 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 this whole thing you know and if and if you know you've got a a, a sympathetic uh, appeals court right yeah coming in the other thing you throw on top of it is wait a minute and she made they made money on they made money at this 
They made money at this. So you have to ask, was she even worried right. about getting a conviction or was this about yeah. enriching herself, raising her own profile, but enriching herself and or her boyfriend? We asked that question last week. And yeah. that is a valid question. That with everything we know about it, and she's not denying, neither of them are denying the affair. So all that's a given. That's not even debatable anymore. And he's made a lot of money at this, and he's never tried a case like this. Those are those are facts. Right. And the email shows that uh, the one email from the divorce uh, uh, shows that he bought tickets for both of them. Right. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. So at that point, you're saying, all right, was because the RICO charges, the racketeering charges, what they're trying to what they're trying to say here is that the Trump reelection campaign afterwards or the Trump campaign into the real into the uh, the Trump uh, protest of the vote, which would still been the Trump campaign, that they are part of a of a uh a criminal group, a yeah. criminal enterprise right. that a political party is. Well, you can't make that case because in a normal RICO law, as we explained last week, let's say you're a made person in the mob and the FBI knows you're a made person in the mob and you're in the mob. And, you know, and, and so you've got the guy who's the head of all of this, but you're doing wrong. You work for him. Well, you can you can get a bunch of different people in that conspiracy because they are clearly in a criminal enterprise, and that criminal enterprise is to make money illegally. Right. But that's a very important part of the RICO law, that you, and an obvious part, you need that criminal enterprise that has already been set up. There was no criminal enterprise here. No. Because what they're saying is, is if, you know, all these people named with Trump, if they broke the law, then you can get Trump as being part of the criminal experience, uh, the, the criminal 
the criminal conspiracy because he's part of that criminal enterprise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, where that falls apart is there is no criminal enterprise. Right. It wasn't set up. It was set up to win an election. Right. And even if things were done after the election that were illegal, the RICO law doesn't apply to it. Right. The law would apply to the people that broke the law, but it wouldn't apply across the board. Right. To me and to so many people seeing how easily this does not apply to RICO and knowing how it would most likely be overturned at the appeals court, you know it's a weak case. If we know it's a weak case, she knows it's a weak case, he knows it's a weak case, why are they doing it? You can then bring money into it. They wish to enrich themselves with a high-profile case and raise their standards of, you know, we're the people going after racketeering, a RICO uh, offense against the former president, you know, raise their, you know, their uh, uh, reputation in liberal mm -hmm. circles mm -hmm. and not only give them yeah, money profile, now, but, but, be, but yeah. raise, raise their profile for... Uh, for the future and whether it's political office or whatever. Right. But you can make you can make that case now that you know money has flowed that they've done things with off the money they made from prosecuting Trump. Right. And that's something that because you have to ask the question, it's weak. No one on the left can can look at the case and go, oh, my gosh, she's got something there. No one is saying that. She and her boyfriend are the only ones, well, basically. Democrats will say saying. that without explaining why. No, they're just saying they're just saying there's been a case brought against them, but they don't get into the details of the strength of the case. You know that would be never ending if that were the no, case. I mean, some Democrats have. Well, but there's but I mean, what are in, they what are they promoting? In, in fact, what I'm what I'm reading right here is one of the Democrats, one of the allies saying. They have a very strong case against Trump, very strong case, and so they need to... But uh, they don't get into the details. That's, that's what I said. That's what I was saying. That's they don't a, get into that was, but that was, my own, that was my point. That was my point. Is that they don't make the case. They're just saying there's a strong right. case. That right. doesn't make it true. We agree. Yes. And so, back where I started, nobody is making the case on the left. You can't. She's struggling to do it, which is why she and her boyfriend have to work so closely together on it. And if they both know there's no case, then it tells me the only motivation is money. That's the case that Trump can make in an appeal. And, it, and he can continue to make it oh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That this is, why it's, this is why it's bogus. Yep. And he has a very strong case. Oh, what all, was, all what, day. What was done was, when you think about it, it's just mind-boggling. When, when I first read this, we went, come on, you Come on, you, really, there's, something has to be wrong here. And then over the weekend, it came out the email from the, uh, the, email, uh, from the divorce right. that showed that uh, he, bought, he bought tickets for him and her. Right. So now you're moving money across. And the, we knew something was there when she was completely quiet 24 hours later. Right. We went, something is up. And by the way, that purchase of those tickets, if you think about it, and then she's the boss here. Yeah, there's a conflict of interest in that. Just that one move, you may you may think, well, it's a small thing. Actually, it's not. 
the history of their relationship is demonstrated now fully, and she can't run away from it. The only thing she has said is, well, this is just about racism. Yep. Sorry. Nobody's defending you here. And and by the way, I saw Democrats say that was a weak defense. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, all right, I don't like Trump, but that was really bad when she said Look, that. Look, if this were a strong case, you would probably hear more on the left saying, look, she needs to step aside and let somebody else come in. And the, here's a handful of people that could come in and prosecute this case effectively because she has a strong case. It's such a strong case. They can do that. And then they would tell you why. Boom, 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 boom. This is what they've got against him. They can't do that. Which means this looks like more and more her and her boyfriend putting this together so they could make money at it and raise their own political profiles. Which, by the way, his was basically at zero, being a part of a small law firm. He had no political profile, and now he does. Right now, not a good one, though. No. 866-90-RED-EYE. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. USDA's January beef production forecast for 2024 indicates... Currently, we have that forecast at 26.1 billion pounds. We raised that this month by 120 million pounds. World Agricultural Outlook Board Chair Mark Jekinowski says higher placement of cattle and feedlots, and that trend expected to continue the first six months of 2024, is behind the forecast for more beef production this year. Turning to steer prices, Jack Kodowski says there were no noteworthy changes to our steer price forecasts for either 2023 or 2024. The current price forecast for steers this year is over $178 a hundredweight. Meanwhile, a truing up of data regarding 2023 beef production resulted in a 40 million pound month-over-month increase for last year. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Loops. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. Red Eye Radio, he's Eric Carlin, and I'm Gary McNamara. Just uh, saw this article. A stealth inflationary cost is hitting corporate profits and consumer wallets. Uh, Dow Component Travelers said insurance premiums and charges are still soaring. Mm. Uh, at a time when other key input costs are falling, homeowner Renewal premiums skyrocketed 21%, while auto policy renewal premiums jumped 17% last year. One year. Wow. Yeah. Premiums on business policies jumped 14% in the last quarter. You know, that's something um, uh, Chef Andrew Gruel uh, on social media has been very active. He's also on Fox News a lot. Uh, conservative, free thinker, and business owner, restaurant owner. 
And he answered a question somebody asked him on social media about, you know, the cost of doing business and everything else. And he, he had some comments to say about, by the way, the In-N-Out Burger uh, place that had to close its doors oh, because of the crime. Yeah. In California, an In-N-Out Burger had to close its doors, not due to attrition, due to crime. And he, he commented that he, he believes more of that will, will follow because certain locations just aren't, the stores aren't going to be able to stay open if they can't, you know, if they keep taking a loss due to crime. But he talked about the inflation and some of the things that we don't think about, you know, the cost of materials and everything else and equipment and and the food and everything else to put, you know, all the raw ingredients to put everything together, put it on a plate and bring it out to you. The cost of labor, the fact that people don't want to do that kind of job anymore and the labor inflation that he hasn't been able to necessarily pass along to or the industry hasn't been able to pass along to the consumer and then he brought up insurance. He said commercial insurance is going through the roof. And these numbers back up what he was saying. Those are things that we don't, you know, we can look at a plate. We go to a restaurant, we can look at a plate and go, okay, I know why it's more. The cost of the chicken is more. Cheese has gone up. Labor costs have gone up. But the other things you don't think about because you're not a business owner in that sense and those are the other costs of basically keeping your doors open and keeping your business protected. I don't know where I I, I don't know where the end is. I mean, I, I don't know where the I don't know where this whole inflation thing stops because the current Fed, the makeup of the current Fed, Jerome Powell, in in my opinion, is, has never been a, a really greatly concerned about inflation in terms of really getting on top of it. So I don't know where it's going to go, but for small business right now, it could be the death knell. Any movement of any of these elements in price can be a death knell. Analyzing the insanity, Eric Harley and Gary McNamara, nightly on Red Eye Radio. And he is Eric Harley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Throughout the show today, we've been, and and, and again, I mean, uh, nothing we say is written in stone when it comes to projections out there. But the challenges, I do think that the challenges that we talk about that the Republicans have are legit, and they are real. Now, who will win? I don't know. There's too many variables out there. You know, you sit there and you talk about, will inflation inf- affect people? Uh, or And you made the great question, or will that just become the new normal? Right. That, and, yeah. and so it's been inflation for so long. That would be interesting to see uh, if, it is the, if it is the new normal. You know, you think about, uh, you know, all of the um, ups and downs of inflation and everything that happened in the 70s. And it's like, you know, finally it took... 10 years where that became such a huge thing of inflation where, you know, Trump or Trump, <laughs> Reagan, <laughs> Reagan came in. <laughs> Trump 1.0. No, no, yeah. no. Reagan came in and, 
and you know and the, and then uh, you know drastically increased interest i mean drastically increased interest rates 20% when you think right. about how insane right. that was to get rid of it but it took a while for people even even then so where the public is i don't know and i don't think anybody knows when you make predictions and i don't think the polls right now uh are at all accurate to what the reality will be come uh come november Trump should be right now with the absolute destruction caused to society by the Biden administration should be up by 15 points. Seriously. Yeah. In any other world, yeah. you know, he would be, but it's Trump. So he's not. Right. But could he be? And what affects people? Now, we talked about inflation in general, but when we just talked about the the uh, the the stealth because they start talking about bi- the business policies, premiums on business policies jumped fourteen percent just in the last quarter. Yeah. So from one quarter to the next, they went up fourteen percent. Now that's a stealth tax because the consumer has to pay it. But homeowners renewal premiums spiked twenty one percent. Auto policies seventeen. I get hit twice a year for that. Yeah. And I know when that's coming. I pay attention to them. I just got hit by it. And I saw that I got an increase. And I'm looking the next time. It's like, all right, I went through with this. It's like, now I need to see whether I need to change insurance companies again. Because uh, it's still lower. I got a huge break uh, last time. So I'm still not up to where I was last time paying insurance. But it's getting back up there again. And for me, it's like, I... <sighs> I suffered a lot becoming this old man. Uh-huh. And I was told when I became an old man that I wasn't going to have to pay as much for automobile insurance. And I got that big discount, and all of a sudden my insurance is going up. Why? I'm an old man. I'm Uncle Leo. <laughs> Hello. What, what? <laughs> Why is my auto policy <laughs> going up? I don't get into accidents. I don't speed. I don't drive recklessly. <laughs> but the fact is, when you think about it, uh, it's going up for everybody across the board, even those with you know with fixed incomes as they get older, and people notice that. And I was like, okay, when I got my bill, it was like, okay, automatic, you know, automatic withdrawal coming up on January, whatever it was. And it's like, okay, here comes the other reminder. And I know there's going to be a big chunk coming out of my checking account for that. Right. For the six months. Everybody goes through that. Mm-hmm. And and so when we talk about inflation, we have said cars have skyrocketed. Used cars have skyrocketed. Housing has skyrocketed. Insurance has skyrocketed. Uh, food, that the food that people actually eat. <laughs> Which is not all food. No. The food we actually eat, probably about, what, 20%, 22 23% over the last few years? Yeah. Has yeah. has yeah. gone up. The things that we buy and we must absolutely have, you have no choice in auto insurance. Otherwise, you don't drive. You don't have, you don't have choice in in homeowner's insurance. You know, whether, whether you still have a full mortgage or whether you have your house paid off. You'd be a fool not to have it. You gotta yeah, have it. Right. It's a must. Well, because I mean, you're protecting that massive investment. Yeah, that's you, your wealth. Right. If you paid it off. That's your wealth. 
So you got to protect your wealth. You do anything to do that. Right. So these things are all necessities. And so if you include include all the products out there of inflation, especially 99% of what you don't need to buy, you know, in the next year, but the 1% you do is really where the inflation hits. Right. That's where even when they give the inflation report at times, it can be skewed. Right. Yeah, it's and, and the question is, look, there's no doubt that, that American families are struggling and and they've been underwater for quite some time. The data shows that. Is the election, do they believe, is this election part of the solution? Are they hearing that? Are they, or are they resigned to the idea that, well, no one at that level can help me. They're not going to be able to change this. It's too big. I'm going to have to change something myself. I'm going to have to do something different. I'm going to have to get a raise. I'm going to have to get another job. I'm going to have to move, whatever it is. I'm glad you asked that question because I've never thought about what is this election about for me? Right. I, I'm i not happy. I wasn't happy with DeSantis running the way he did. What, of course, not happy with Nikki Haley. Wasn't happy with Christie. Not happy with Trump. Mm-hmm. The only thing that makes it so, if it's Trump and Biden, that I'll vote for Trump is because I look at the election and go, okay, the election now is just about getting Biden out. Right. It's about the fact that there may be stuff that I'm not sure Trump's going to do. Right. Or there's yeah. stuff uh, I'm not sure what he's going to do or not do that concerns me. Yeah. But I know he will go after the border on day one. But and we, I, but and, we and, have and, to ask ourselves, you know, uh, uh, like we, like I was asking Democrats, okay, Biden wins, then what? Well, in this case, Trump wins, and let's say the GOP takes the House and the Senate. Best case scenario, they'll have it for two years until the midterm. So the question is, and then what? What am I expecting, and what realistically do I believe they can do? Uh, if, if you're asking me right now, based on what he's promoting, uh, a more secure border, uh, which is a huge thing. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, it is a huge, huge, thing. more secure border. Yep. Uh, uh, respect from our adversaries. I think so. Immediately, With, immediately the, on, the on that moment he's sworn right, in. The mo- moment that he's sworn in on the economy, on the budget, on anything else, financial wise. I have no idea because Trump's all over the place. Uh, but, by the way, not just our adversaries, but our allies. I know you. Right. Would include that, too. Uh, but it's important. And one word, one name says everything. Soleimani. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How he handled that situation. I, yes, I, I think that. And he did that differently than any president that I've seen yep. in a situation that really, I mean, there were you know Democrats were outraged by it, but the public thought it was good. And and now what Trump would have done with Afghanistan, I don't know. He doesn't. He doesn't get that because it happened during the Biden administration. I know what he was saying, but he said, right. well, I would have never yeah. pulled out if I would have never pulled out with the information that I had when Biden did it. So, right. again, right. to yeah. make that right. I can't right. make that judgment because it didn't happen. Right. Yeah, but we can't prove basically yeah. this election is not because I think Republicans are going to do 
some incredible great things. Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do on a ton of stuff, and I'm very concerned about it. But I do know the border will be more secure. We'll have more respect worldwide. Yeah. Anything else? I don't know. And those aren't oh, small oh, things, oh, and, you know. And yeah. hopefully, movement away from EVs and 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 more secure grid, whatever. But he hasn't. Trump hasn't been specific because he really could be. He really could be the 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 person up there that could lead the country in that opposite direction and get support from all Republicans and even a growing number of Democrats. Because administratively, he could come in and there could be that temporary uh, uh, temporary relief on in that regard. But if he gets the GOP on Capitol Hill and they're able to move on things long term on these EV mandates and everything else and change everything there. Right. That would be massive. That would be you huge. Know, Trump said he's going to get rid of the debt again, said it last week, but gives no indication how. So right. that means nothing to me. Right. You know, to, you know, because as far as I know, he doesn't want to touch any entitlements whatsoever. And you cannot do anything on the debt unless you're willing to hit entitlements. And what else are you going to remember? Um, was it his uh, was it his daughter that pushed him towards the, uh, the more of a child tax credit? Yeah, it was. Uh, there was a uh, not just the child tax credit, but also a child care tax credit. Tax credit, right? So which some is, of your whatever you pay in child care which throughout the, the year would come back to you. Yeah. I, I don't see any reduction in spending. I hear the talk about it. I don't see any plan. Right. So, like I said, the border and that, but that's still enough for me. Those are massive, massive. Those are those. Yeah. Those are everything. If we can get our right. house secure. Then we can start on the other things. I won't say we can we can easily solve the other things or we can, you know, move on to that fix because I don't know that the GOP has has it in them to do it in that two years. But if we can stabilize this nation in terms of border security and international security, those well, are massive moves. To to put the the standards that I put on, for example, Matt Gates, when he you know said get rid of McCarthy, get rid of McCarthy, we said, well, what difference is it going to make if you put, you know, uh, you know somebody else in, and it ended up not making any difference at all. And then uh, Gates came out and said, well, Trump, we need somebody like Trump, like Trump, like Trump. We said, well, Trump never was willing to veto a bill. And on that day and, that that and, move happened, Trump right. actually posted on his social media that he didn't think that was a good move by right. Gates. Now, with uh, with with Trump, I'm asking him because of the necessity to do so, to do things that I've wanted every other president, Republican president to do. And they failed budget wise. So I don't expect Trump to be a miracle maker on these things, but you need to have somebody start leading in the Republican Party to say we've got to do something. And I know he's saying the words we're going to solve the debt problem. How? Well, but no entitlement cut. You can't get there next year. It's or this year, I think fifty-one percent of the budget. Fifty-one percent moving the rudder would be even if you don't turn the ship around. Moving the rudder in the right direction would be one step. I would. I'm not going to say I'd be surprised by it, but it would be at least encouraging. We go back to corporate tax rates. At 21%. I never would have saw 
that coming, and all of that belongs to Trump. Now, do more of that. I know it's not as easy as that, but more of those moves in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. Even if you don't fix the whole problem. 86690-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley. I'm Gary McNamara. Because the problems that we face today, Eric, are so much greater than at any time, especially budget-wise, especially yeah. money-wise. And it doesn't seem like I, – I don't – and maybe, again, we'll see what happens uh, come November if Trump does win, what he will do on it. But mm. right now you've got Republicans saying we need to cut the budget, we need to cut the budget, we need yeah. to cut the budget. Right. Don't anybody touch anything with entitlements at all. Well, you right, have to. Right, right. You can't get it done. It's impossible. And it doesn't seem like that's resonating with Republicans. And you and I were having the discussion about the fact that there's such the identity politics that if, well, if you don't support Trump now, well, then, you know, you're not the or I'm supporting Trump now. It's it's the identity politics, the identity of personalities is so important right now in the Republican Party instead of what the focus should be, which is where do you stand specifically on all the issues? Everybody's afraid of being labeled and called out. Yeah. If they even ask a question about something. Yeah, you're, well, that's, that's what the left does. They're the cancel culture. Yeah, that's why it's that's why when, whenever it was a few years back when someone's, you guys are rhinos, it's like, absolutely we're way too conservative for the republican party <laughs> absolutely but again neither of us are republicans so it no. really doesn't matter exactly we're independent but you know i've i vote in the uh republican primaries right yeah but uh that was so funny it was like you just blow that out of the water real quick right yeah you're absolutely right i'm a rhino i'm way too conservative for where the republican party is going right exactly. now exactly and you know, I have a feeling we're going to have those debates of people that are going to go, I'm much more conservative than you, as well, we've had in the no, past. That's... And you go point by point, you realize, no, you're not. You're well, not even close. We were having a debate with one guy a few years ago, and then he was saying, well, I think we need to look at single-payer health care. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a... <laughs> This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, 
it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra five to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.